All right, welcome back to another episode of Girls With Fun. Hey, hey. How are you today? Oh, swell. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's finally time to dive into our member-specific episodes. (laughs) Well, okay, I'm not going to count this as the member-specific episode. Okay, all right, fair. (laughs) Okay, I take that back. Let me eat that. I won't count this specifically as a member-specific episode, but this is a member-centric episode. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's time. You already know what it is. Like, (laughs) we've been waiting on this for so long, it feels like, but also, um, not too long. It's finally here. Um, Jack in the Box has arrived. Jack in the Box has arrived. So, we're going to be, um talking all about that today but first do we want to talk about anything um else that happened before we dive into that i mean no thoughts had empty it's hobie's world (laughs) um i guess honorable mention to yoongi making a guest appearance uh at one of size like festival performances for that that um my timeline was going bonkers uh <laughs> yeah mm, no thoughts had empty hobie and then also yoongi it's <laughs> so like hold on a minute you're straying a little <laughs> yeah, um definitely was surprised i mean i feel like at some point he had to show up for one of these side performances so we should have expected it at some point but <sighs> With the timing of um, us finding out that he was sick from Hobie's listening party, and he said he got better, so that's why he was at the side concert, but yeah, I wasn't surprised. I was surprised at the timing, um, and surprised at his quick recovery, but I'm glad he's okay. Um, also, my other edgy, edgy thought that I will share is that all men do is lie because... <laughs> I did an in-depth thing on that that on another show um, a couple of months ago, and I dove like deep into all the content they were dropping for that that. And Yugi was like, "I told Sai I could come and I could do the dance, but I would never like, unfortunately, just be able to like perform it with him live just because of our schedules." And so, like, this is why I trust no one, least of all Min Yugi himself. I was like not expecting that whatsoever. I mean, that's kind of interesting considering. Like, they knew at that point that they were going to be on this off period or whatever. So, do you really not have any free time? Like, obviously he does. (laughs) But did you you think you weren't going to have any free time with the off period? Like, are they that busy? I don't know. That is interesting. Yeah. Surprise! (laughs) That TikTok audio. Yeah, Yoongi showing up i don't know i don't know if he was trying to throw us off the trail um don't know yeah they've been talking about festivals a lot lately um and i was kind of like hmm. i'm like have i ever seen this many festivals in korea in my life like, i feel like, like two years of <laughs> festival backlog. <just> like, <laughs> it's like every week is a new <laughs> festival just a crowd of people getting like drenched. <laughs> I'm like, why is every festival like a, a super soaker water festival? 
What? <laughs> <laughs> so nobody gets to be dry. You have to. Okay. Uh, exactly. I wonder if there's like a difference in expectation. Like I'm actually wearing. We can cut this, but like my cursed epic high hoodie that like they splashed so much water it got that like line <laughs> in it, and I had to bleach it like three times. I was like, look, I'm not trying to get so wet that like the leather is seeping out of my bag and onto my shirt. Like, please, for the love of God. I did read they put like, or at least at one of these concerts, they had a like a no no soap zone or something like that so you knew like where to stand if you didn't want to be wet but I'm just like why are every single one of these festivals like a freaking water park I don't understand um yeah like as a black woman with natural hair that's a no for me but whatever (laughs) so yeah that was nice to see him turn up at that event um I won't like drool over him on the mic but you already know like (laughs) something about that that I don't know what it is (laughs) that choreo is nuts the way he the way he executes Mm -hmm. that choreo is different from everybody (laughs) else on stage but (laughs) yeah we keep it somewhat classy here at girls with fun (laughs) (laughs) do we do we mm, we try <laughs> exactly some other fun things that happened this weekend or, or at least in virginia they have a bt21 truck tour going around on the mm, i don't want to say just the east coast because it's going to chicago but um they're like hitting up a few malls and the first stop was in um uh, virginia so i got to go to that um a little disappointed (laughs) a little a little disappointed a little not I think I thought there was going to be like a lot more I was like yeah I'm gonna get some BT21 keychains I've been waiting on like buying this stuff (laughs) I'm like yeah I'm gonna go get it in person and then they had just like the weirdest merch (laughs) I should have just bought it when we ordered the fans honestly (laughs) the way I was debating it I was like no I don't want to spend extra money it was in the cart and you had me delete it And then the truck comes around. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get it then. Nope. But anyway, I did wind up getting a few items for friends and myself. Um, But yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I think I'm like not meant. Well, okay. I was like having, I was going to say like, there's an expression rage of a thousand suns, right? I don't know. But like, I'm having FOMO of a thousand suns because I saw that they brought those like handprint plaques around and like everyone but me got to go in LA, like in our group. Um, And I literally stood outside the line store until the absolute last moment until I had to catch my flight. Like I was cutting it so close to LAX. I was like, I need to know the size of their hands for science and i saw a tiktok that they had them at the virginia truck stop and you were like you'll see them in chicago and i appreciate that energy but like i'm staying with family and i promised them that i'd hang out with them on saturday so like i don't know is the rest of our squad again gonna go and see the hands and it will be like three misses that i will have had with like 
knowing what size Bonton's hands are. Just why? I need to fly back to LA just for that. <laughs> no, just just ask your family to make a little quick little stop to this drug stop. Like, like I gotta go somewhere. Like pretend I'm buying like don't products even, or something. Don't even like leave them. Just be like, come with me. Let me just give me like thirty minutes. It's it's not even gonna take that long. Well, I can't say you that. Say that, but I don't know. I don't know how long the truck line is going to be in Chicago. But if you pull up and you're like, I don't care about this merch, or you pull up and you're like, I already ordered it online because they advise you to order it ahead of time. Order it ahead of time. You pick up your merch real quick. Go to the truck and see it real quick. I promise you, like it'll be real fast. Running down the line, yes. like boom, June, boom, sugar, boom, a little, June, yeah, just down, down, down the line. A little like, thirty minute to one hour trip, like it's not even gonna be that long. Just be like, let's just make a quick little pit stop, please. They'll be like, like we haven't seen you in four years, and I'll be like, I have this thing that I need to do. Just, just ask them to just go with you just i might bear bear with it for like one hour not even i don't know how long the lines are going to be in chicago because it's going to be chicago on hobie palooza weekend so it could be yeah. insane but if you get there early you might have a better chance um or if you go like towards the end of the day you might have a better chance that could work, like, before dinner or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think it closes at, like, 6 there. or something like that, and last call to get orders is, like, 5, so get your order in, get in line. I'm pretty sure the line won't be too crazy, and I would hope they wouldn't be, like, at 6, okay, gotta go, huh. <laughs> get out of line. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> I just, like, don't even trust any merch line after our LA experience. Like, I have permanent... Like, I'm laughing, but, like, it's not fake to say that I have, like, permanent trauma from our L.A. merch line experience where we thought we were so smart and, like, avoiding the line. Plot twist. Everyone else had the same idea because Army share one brain cell. Yeah. Anyway, I we'll see. Timing permit, but, like, I may have to go back to L.A. Like, Spirit Airlines, here I go. <laughs> I thought the same thing too because I um I did see them in LA but somehow I skipped over JK's hands. I don't know how I did that. Like I have no footage of me touching it. I don't know if I was just like I don't know what I was thinking. I skipped over it. So I was like, am I gonna have to fly all the way back to LA just so I can see JK's hands specifically? Like this is the nuttiest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, like, every army, which is, like, all of our listeners probably is, like, nodding their head, like, yeah, yeah, sounds legit. Anyone else who would, like, happen to be listening to this is, like, wait, wait, hold on. You want to fly across the country to, like, put your hands in a metal mold of their hands? And I'll be, like, yes, and your question is. Oh, my God. (laughs) But, like, the unhinged stuff we do for that. I've been wanting to, I've been itching to go to New York anyway, to go to the one in New York, mm-hmm. just to buy stuff, because I want to go when it's not a concert, like, please. Right? <laughs> Can I actually have some items on the shelf? <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to go when it's not a concert. Completely picked over. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I can make an excuse of like, yes, I'm going to go to the line store, 
but also I can make a trip around going to LA for whatever reason, just so I have an excuse to go see JK's dance. Girls with fun in LA. Let me know when you want to go. I mean, I'm down. I'll go see it again. So I was happy this time to see that that was in the truck because the truck thing was getting a little messy with the pre-orders. I was like, what is this? So getting there and seeing that they had that, because I didn't know that's what the the photo zone was. I thought it was going to be like, you know, those, like, standees they have of BT21 in, like, New York, like, the little yeah. ones. I thought it was going to be like that. No, it was the freaking plaques. <laughs> this was in my mind. <laughs> Can you imagine the crowds if they would have advertised that? Like, was that listed anywhere? It was Like, not. every other stop is going to be, like, screw, pull up. Like. It was not. But I also had the thought, okay, what if you were like me and you were like, I want to go to LA to see the plaques in the BT21 store when there's not a concert around. So I'm going to LA this weekend to go see them. And the plaques aren't even there. Oh my God, because they're like traveling around. I just assumed they were different plaques. I was like, copy paste. I really hope they have duplicates. Because what if it's like the originals and they took them down off the walls? Somebody in LA, tell me. <laughs> Somebody in LA listening to this podcast. Please go to the BT21 store. Can you imagine my rage? <laughs> my name Virgo rage if I flew to LA and the plaques are not even there. Oh, I'm not <laughs> laughing at your pain, I swear. I really hope it's duplicates because, boy, would I be pissed off if I went all the way to LA for that and they weren't even on the wall. I'm, like, clenching my jaw just hearing this. This isn't even a real situation right now. I'm just, like, imagining. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, do they have those plaques internationally? Like, do they have them in Korea? Do they have them in, like, other parts of Asia, or is it only in LA they have these plaques? Like, somebody tell me. I just assumed that they had them, and that LA was, like, the only one in the US, like, deemed worthy of the plaques. Yeah. But I gotta ask, were JK's hands everything you dreamed and more? Like, <laughs> give me a breakdown. Let me live vicariously through it, you. It was, it was nice this time, because I was, one, because I was alone, so I could, like, really take it all in, and there wasn't too many... <laughs> There wasn't too many people um, in the inside of the cart at one time, or I should say the truck, whatever you want to call it. So, like, no one was, like, rushing me. So right. I didn't I feel like there was a line of people behind me. Like, we were, like, trying to film in the L.A. store, and it was just, like, a lot. But this time, I could, like, really, like, I could touch it. I could take a picture. I could video it. Like, I could, like, take my time with it. I held J-Hope's one way too freaking long. I was like, I need to move. <laughs> Everyone's like, ma'am. Ma'am. The line. <laughs> but it was just, yeah, it was cute. Like, Jim and my hands are pretty much the same size. And Yugi's is not too far off. It was only, like, slightly bigger. Um, But Namjoon's hands and Tay's hands are freaking massive. Like, it is insane. <laughs> And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm having thoughts. I need to get out of this car. <laughs> Let me leave. <laughs> Have you heard that TikTok audio that's like, we must stay focused? We must stay focused. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And Jen's was also super cute. I was like shaking, touching, touching JK's because his was first. I was like, I need to calm down. <laughs> like, it's not really their hands. Like, it's okay, girl. <laughs> I often think back to like, K Army, like we were kind of hinting at this last episode when we were talking about after school club and how OG armies are like winning, but like fan meeting army, like we're like shaking, touching plaque imprints of their hands, like that was my version of my touch, (laughs) the best we can do. It's just like exactly, 
but yeah still amazing and I can't even do that good so I'm just over here like listening and blushing yeah so if you're on the east coast I think they went to Columbia Maryland today and I think they're going to Philly at some point and they may be going somewhere else as well as Chicago the weekend of Holy Palooza I don't remember which day I think it's the Saturday so check it out or don't so Julie can get in line (laughs) for you like honestly I'm not above if someone's like hey I'm in line like want to join me I'd be like skirt hello <laughs> like, but it would really not be like skirt because I would be taking public transportation <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um uh, well someday it will happen for me and that day will be momentous and maybe I will short circuit <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to make it a moment for you <laughs> My hands shake anyway, so, like, no water, no sharp objects. (laughs) Just nothing around me when it's happening. Uh, My throat feels like... (laughs) 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 Woo! Okay, so... Do we get to the main topic? I don't know, do we have anything else? I don't have anything else, and if I did, no thoughts had empty. (laughs) All right, um, Jack in the Box was released on Friday, July 15th. Um, the music video for More was also released. Uh, yeah, so we got the, the full 10 tracks. Wait, you mean Arson, right? More was the pre-release Did I say one? More? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm reading the word More. Arson was released <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, Arson was released on Friday, um, as well as the full album. So, where do we want to start? Mm, why don't we start with more, since we're talking about it, and since it was the first one released. The music video and the, like, making MV. Yeah, so we didn't chat about more in the last few episodes, because we kind of already had stuff lined up. I also thought it would be better if we just saved it for this episode, do a full, you know, Kobe rundown. So, um, and I also feel like we talked about it on K-pop social night. So it feels like we talked about it, but we didn't. <laughs> I literally just sitting here got a BTS Jungho sock wants to send you a DM on Instagram. What? <laughs> I'm sitting here. It's definitely fake, but just I the timing of that is insane. Man, people, what is wrong with them? <laughs> anyway, as we're like literally getting into it, I was like, "Am I dissociating?" Like, freaking bots, bro. Stop. Anyway, with my heart, like, <laughs> yeah, I know that oh. half second where you're like, "But what if?" Okay, so more. Um, it's like, where do I start? Literally, like, from the very first viewing I had of more, I was just sitting there with my mouth agape, like, what? <laughs> like, what did I just witness? Like, this is absolutely insane. Such a different direction for him. He's spoken in a number of times at this point about how he wants to show different sides of himself. And that it was going to be more of a darker um, side to him revealed through this album. And that was definitely done through more. Um, So what a freaking surprise to hear him doing like this rock hip hop thing again, which 
clearly is his vibe, <laughs> considering <laughs> Dionysus <laughs> preceding it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm obsessed. I love more. I'm like, let me bring out my freaking bang from middle school again. <laughs> and my scene kid fits. Like, mm. let's go. Toby Palooza fit for a chance. Mm. I was like, do I need to buy a pair of those checkerboard vans that everyone had? Because maybe. Perhaps I do. I saw some on sale today. <laughs> it might work. Um... Yeah, I couldn't, and this is what you were talking about before I got distracted by not Jung Ho Sok messaging me. Um, I couldn't believe that we didn't talk about it. Like, I thought that we did, and I think you were right. It was at KPSN or just among us because, I mean, same as you, it was the middle of the night, East Coast time. I'm sitting awake, like, smiling at my TV, like, what is this? You know, like, laughing. And I say it every time a track is dropped, but I'm normally, like, I texted you this earlier today about something else, but like in my grumpy girl era, like a new song comes out and I'm like, mm, what's <laughs> this? And then I listened to it for a while and I'm like, okay, this is good. But I was immediately like, what's this? <laughs> Different tone of voice, right? Um, I mean, everyone's had a chance to sit with the song at this point. The song itself is so interesting, but like, the, I, I'm pinching my nose in anticipation that like fake piercing like I think I said this before but like if it was JK the timeline would have imploded <laughs> I'm not like waiting into any anything like that but JK is known to to get piercings you know and Hobie said many times like he's not really interested in that but like I was like why does this look so good on you like on anyone else I might be like what is that <laughs> Yeah, he said cutely in a V Live before the album was released. He's like, no, it's a sticker. <laughs> I wasn't fooled. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, I'm very much here for the emo aesthetic, like the heavy eyeshadow. Yes, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like everything was just really good. The black and white styling. I had so many questions about that that I felt like he didn't really answer in the V Live. To check out what's in Jack in the Box V Live. It came out on the day of the album. Like, yes. Like, he's like, I want to show a crossroads with the checkerboards. And I'm like, yes, but tell me more about like the black and white choices. Like, is this just like an aesthetic look? He said he wanted something like a. Uh, something that wouldn't be like distracting from, I guess, the rest of the things that were going on around him. And I'm like, tell me more. Like, what does the white represent? What does the black represent? I'm like back in um, English class, like <laughs> over analyzing a book, and the author's just like, I just wanted that in there. Like, yeah, there's nothing special about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, the tell me more. Are in fact blue. Yeah. <laughs> Creating up <laughs> my entire narrative. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of thoughts about that V Live too, which I guess we'll, we'll get to later. Um, I always think I've like seen the content and then I'm like checking with you and I was like, oh, I didn't watch the V Live and then it was an hour and 35 minutes. So it's always like a, always a scramble over here. Um, but as far as more, the way that Eagle Eyed Army spotted Tay like immediately, we just like, what is it? Like it's actually, again, like things that sound unhinged to like non army. Like he's just standing there, he's not doing anything. 
Is it how he stands? Is it like <laughs> I his definitely shorts are out in his sandals? Like you know, I, like the wide leg pants. Like we could see a strip of skin at the airport, and we're like, <laughs> that is the back of Jimin's neck. Like <laughs> I definitely didn't notice that he was in there at first until like someone pointed it out on the timeline. Like I watched it a few times that night. I did not notice until the next day. So. One thing about Tay is he will have a cameo in J-Hope's solo work. Exactly. Because <laughs> he was in the bed for, uh, gosh, I'm blinking on the name. Daydream. What was the track? Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, but it's so cute, like, how supportive he is that he shows up to all his music videos. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I just have so many questions about this music video that I don't have about Arson. Like, I feel like Arson was pretty clear. But I still, I'm just like, what? Like, there's so much going on. And I'm like, what is this? What is this trying to tell? Like, I know he was talking about how he said the black clothed version of him was like this kind of deep, like hunger, like like passion, greed kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, but what is the version of you with that hat on? Like, what is that hat? (laughs) like just standing in a corner like not saying anything like what does that mean like what does it mean (laughs) it's starting to look like a triple rainbow oh my Uh, god i'm like putting on my like army sears tag and it's stressing me out because i can't find any answer yeah i literally didn't even get i think the first time i was just so overwhelmed by everything going on i didn't even get that like the rooms were in the box like that's like the most basic thing i was just like visual (laughs) overload hobie piercing like smeary eyeshadow even with that i'm like he said that those rooms have like importance to him but i was like what what does the office mean to you (laughs) like what I'm just trying to figure it out I'm trying to understand it like what do those rooms mean to him like what I can't yeah (laughs) like I I don't know yeah it's it's very I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot more content around this album the way he was talking in that later V live of it's just begun or he was explicitly talking about Lollapalooza, but he was like, there's a lot more promotional events and you guys should come and see it for yourselves. I'm like, Hobie solo tour? Like, even if it's just in Korea or like Hobie festival appearances? Like, I don't know. But he said like how much content they've produced around this album. So we may yet find out like, what does the room mean? What does it all mean? Yeah. Yeah. On one of those D-Lives, he was like, a solo tour and I was like laughing about it like I don't know if I have the ability to do that but I'm like sir I don't think you understand <laughs> like okay you may not think you can physically do it but I promise you the demand is there <laughs> yeah well I mean again I think we talked about this but you being like I can't just go on stage and rap for two hours and I'm like you 100% can do that like you have been to other rap concerts like what are they doing and yeah. not that you have to do what they're doing but like Exactly. You could just do that. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Um 
I'm starting to have a feeling that everybody at Lollapalooza is going to be decked out in checkerboard. I'm like, don't steal my outfit idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, we have literally one brain cell. So I missed the whole like email memo. So I'll be there and like, tie day rainbow, hope world. You know? Exactly. Me, me thinking I'm being like the only person that's going to have this idea. There's <laughs> like, going to no. be like three aesthetics. There's going to be like Hobie early 2000s goth era stands. There's going to be, like, rainbow Hobie stands, and then there's going to be confused locals, and that's going to be the three aesthetics. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, anything else on more? I mean, there's so much there. I just still don't really grasp it all. Well, we could... I feel like... I did write some comments for the track itself, but we could oh, yeah. do that when we do the, like, actual track review. We could come back to that. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I kind of lumped my behind the scenes and my notes on more together. Uh, let me look. Oh, one thing I laughed at is he's introducing Tay to the band. Like the band doesn't know who Tay is. He's like, this is my member. I'm like, no, they definitely know that. Like you don't. Um, I wrote dots on face. Please dream job. Like, how does Hobie look good with stickers on him? I also flagged, like, what are the meaning of each of the spaces? Um, and both, for both him and Tay, at the start of the video, they're like, he's bare-faced. And I'm like, they both look the same. Maybe his eyebrows are slightly lighter, but, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. When Hobie <laughs> was it. like, you gotta take your mask off, and Tay was like, oh, I don't have any makeup on. I'm like, fam, you look literally the same. <laughs> like, there's no difference. <laughs> Just go stand over there. <laughs> like, just respect to the stylist, but they have, like, masterpieces to start with. It's just unfair. Exactly. Anyway, what were your thoughts on more? Or the behind-the-scenes video? I think you covered all of it. I actually didn't take any notes on the MVs. I just watched them, but I'm just, I shouldn't say that. I didn't take any notes on the behind-shooting mm. whatever, those episodes. Mm -hmm. But you covered all of it that I would have covered, so... um do you want to kick us off i guess uh because we could be here for like five hours loving on hobie um <laughs> the arson mv and then the episode sure um so again with this i just had no idea what to expect like are we going to get more like rock hobie like what what was our i just I was like, what is arson going to sound like? I had no idea. Um, and again, I was, my mouth was just like a gape. Like, what am I, <laughs> what am I watching? This is insane. Um, so it seems to be a continuation of the more music video, considering he has on that same white jumpsuit again. Um, so there's obviously some story here, which we know because he said there's a theme here and Morris at the beginning of the album. <clears throat> and then, of course, there's a theme change in the middle. And then follows Arson. Um, so... First, I was, like, just watching it, not even looking at, like, what the lyrics were. I was, like, this, like, zombie, like, walk that he's doing is, like, scaring the crowd. <laughs> he was good at it. I know. I flagged that, too. <laughs> Like, for someone who was, like, you know, kind of scary and, like, terrified of everything, he did a really good job at, like, being kind of, like, menacing or, like, scary in these music videos. 
Because in the more envy, when it pans over to whatever, I'm going to call him Jack, standing in the corner, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Jump> scare. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> and then in this one, um, he's doing this like really creepy zombie walk. I'm like, ooh, yeah, he's good. <laughs> uh but yeah and the people running around on fire and like literally everything's on fire because obviously it's called arson um what was the the like home that like stereotypical like american home that it opened up with on that billboard like what was that what does that represent like some kind of like american dream and it like burning down like i just found that really interesting of them opening the music video with that um what i just have so many questions like what what does that mean what does that represent i didn't even notice that like again not connecting because it wasn't like it was a very like stereotypical like american home like huge like suburban home and it was giving me like this kind of like chasing the American dream vibes, which the American dream is absolutely destroyed in 2022 anyway. <laughs> but it was very interesting that he opened up the music video with that and then to have it burn. Like, what does that represent? Burning down the, the old guard. I want a big house, big cars, and big rings. <laughs> reference. <laughs> All right, here's the cars, and it's the 405. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even look at that house. I was like, they're under a bridge. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, that's interesting. And with the, like, very American, like, stop signs or whatever, the road signs and stuff. Exactly. I mean, some of them had, like, reference it had references to like him and his life but i don't know i was just curious about what that meant or then when it zoomed in and like his his heart is like literally charred like on fire i know is this about and maybe it's both is this about his like burning passion for wanting to like you know be an artist um, and continue to like make music in the industry and whatnot, or is he like literally like burned out? You know, like is that what he's saying? Maybe it's both. I think it's both because in that later V Live, didn't he say like this is about standing at a crossroads? He's like, he didn't say he's a crossroads demon type of situation, but like, does he put out the fire and like stop himself from burning out, or does he just like keep going and going and going? Um, I was going to bring this up later, but I'll mention it now. <sighs> After reading the lyrics, I mean, so he, he said that he started working on more at the same time they were still working on V, right? In 2020, in the early days. And like, mm, how honest do I want to be on the track? I think I'm still like coming to terms with whatever the solo work is. Um, I didn't realize how like truly OT7 I am, but 
I mean, we all talk about it, but like, I'm still like coming to grips with it. But when I was listening to his mixtape and looking uh-huh. at the lyric, not the mixtape, his album and looking at like the lyrics for his album, I'm like, how can I, not that I was, but how can I hold any of this against them when like, clearly they've needed a change for like minimum three years, two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting reading the lyrics for this, especially having that be the outro song, right? I I left feeling like, okay, there's so much more unsaid here, right? Like a hundred percent. There's yeah. more there's more to this story. And I kind of felt like that with most of the album. Like I wanna hear more from more from him, right? I just feel like this really grazed the surface of who like J Hope really is. Um and I appreciate that he's giving us a deeper look into his his mind or his feelings about things. But I'm like, like I need more of this. Not just like in terms of like the length of the tracks, because I feel like the tracks were super short. But that's how it is in the streaming age. Like everything is freaking bite sized. But um, yeah, I'm just like I just want to hear more. I want to hear more from him. Like I want to <laughs> I want to sit down and have a conversation with Jo. No, I I agree. yeah yeah I I want to hear. I want to hear more like um he has a lyric where he says leaving when there's still applause that's the style and I feel like they've said something alluding to that I don't know if it was in past songs or on one of their documentaries um I feel like it was Yoongi who may have said it and brought it up like you know do you bow out now when like you're at your high point or do you try and like ride it out and kind of let it fizzle and he's like fully acknowledging that like they have completely like burned up the world essentially <laughs> like set fires everywhere right with the astronomical achievements that they've had so do you leave now when like things are hot and they're going good and try to pursue something else or do you stay and keep going yeah setting a flame <laughs> to the world <laughs> I flagged the exact same lyrics, honestly, and I think I wasn't going to say it on the track. Um, I, I think Bongtan is going to try to let ARMY down as gentle as possible. I have... I mean, I don't know what the other mixtapes will be, but lyrics like this are like, you get the solo. It's not a mixtape. I keep calling it that. Like, I need a rubber band to smack (laughs) myself every time I do that. But like Hobie's album and these lyrics, that exact line, I'm like, okay, like he's struggling to come to terms with it in some way. Or these are thoughts that he's entertained. Like you pointed out, we've heard them before. You know, they, they tell us they have all this solo work coming, so... They say their goal is to reunite, and we talked about this on the H-Word episode, right? And in one of the interviews, I forget which one it was, Hobie was like, there was a misunderstanding about what this is. I think I'm, like, too much of a tinfoil hat army after, like, the last (laughs) two, three years we've had. I'm just, like, irrevocably damaged. But, like... Hmm... The lyrics kind of speak for themselves in this sense, you know, like, what else do I have to say? Like, yeah, this idea of being in a crossroads and there was something in an interview that he said, it was in the consequence of sound interview, which was, um, 
Consequence of Sound is kind of, in my mind, kind of like Pitchfork. I'm not like a big music snob, but it's like specifically catering to, um, I don't know, in my head, like DJs or people like really in the music scene. But he said like he could have decided to just perform in front of ARMY, but he he's talking about Lollapalooza, but he wants to perform in front of people that really love music in general to get like good feedback and bad. And kind of like you were saying how you want to have a conversation with J-Hope, like I enjoy reading the interviews and I fully admit I've not read all of them and I need to go back because a lot of it's the same every single time. But what's actually interesting is seeing what's different or kind of like what I won't say slips through, but like what comes through in different interviews. But like for him to say that he he didn't say this explicitly, so I don't want to put words in his mouth. I first read it as like he wants to see what's out there like beyond army you know and that's how you get new fans and there was a part of me that didn't really i was like "Mm." (laughs) but i mean also like it's a music publication like i can't hold that against him but like i do think generally that they're grappling with like what's out there beyond group fandom what's out there for their individual work yeah yeah i'm hoping I'm hoping, like, we're not reading too much into it, and then it's <laughs> not, like, like you said, like, trying to let us down easy. I'm really hoping. I, I hope I'm wrong. Like, I want to be hope- over here, like, tinfoil hat, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm hoping because I feel like the latter half of the songs were a, a big what if, right? Um not just the song what if but in general I feel like most of them were just a big like kind of questioning like where am I going what am I doing what does the future hold what if what like I don't really know what's going on (laughs) so I'm hoping that there's not like some set plan or something like that that we don't know and we're not like trying to read too much into I really am (laughs) I'm really for my little heart I'm praying I mean, I I want to be wrong. I was reading these lyrics like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> oh, fascinating. <laughs> oh, it's this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say, do you want to hop into the mixtape itself and the lyrics since we're already talking about it, or did you have something else to say on conspiracy theories? I was gonna say album. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Smack me. Like, I need the sprayer. Oh, my gosh. I was watching that run episode where they keep spraying Hobie, like, every time he laughs or says, like, oh, like, I need the same thing. Um, Hobie's album. Please, like, forgive me, everyone. No, it's, I can't freaking say the, the right title for the life of me. I'm like, I'm calling the album more. It's not more. It's called Tag in the Box. I'm, like, calling <laughs> Arson more. I can't. I want to call it Hope World so bad. We've moved on from that. Like, <laughs> this is totally different. <laughs> <laughs> we were just struggling over here so like take exactly. everything with a grain of salt right <laughs> and i can't blame it it feels like a mixtape because we still don't have the physical we don't have the physical release yet and it was very interesting seeing what the physical release is going to be like i was a little bit taken aback i'll be honest <laughs> i was like wait what is that <laughs> he was like this is the album i was like for real <laughs> stop joking <laughs> That sounds so bad, but I was like, wait a minute. I still thought we were going to get, like, a big box type thing. <laughs> like, the other albums we received. And uh, he was like, yeah, this is it. And it was a little 
Well, okay, <laughs> since we're here, let's take a time out to talk about the merge. The merge. Uh, I was being kind of crazy earlier, kind of wild, texting Kalea, but like, Mm, again with the jump scares i will not be buying like a hundred dollar <laughs> jack in the box like i love hobie i love that he put so much effort into the merch but then he said that he made a candle that smells like an american bathroom slash a store and i have to assume that he's in upscale clean nice scented bathrooms because he's even like that sounds kind of odd but my first thought was like, smells like the gap in the door hole <laughs> and like showing your shoes to people while you're in the bathroom, like just unhinged, but like it's sold out. So people want to know what American bathrooms smell like. <laughs> the merch was cute this time around. Usually with high merch, I'm kind of like, mm, like I could do without this. Like this isn't really mm, like, what is this? But I thought it was cute this time. But still, I was like, I can't, I can't justify, like, an $80 shirt, because that includes the shipping. I'm like, I want this arson shirt so bad, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. I did like the arson shirt, and I thought that it was cool that the, like, words were printed on the neck on that one, which he, like, talked about as being his choice, and it was, yeah. like, very artsy on the back. They were really cute. Yeah. The font on the arson one was giving me Thrasher a tiny bit, but, like, those are popular shirts, so... <laughs> <laughs> I almost want the candle now just off the strength of him saying it smells like an American bathroom alone because I want to know what American bathrooms he's been in like you said he has yeah. to be in some like upscale bathrooms like the Louis Vuitton like exactly <laughs> private bathrooms because like what bathrooms are you using <laughs> I'm sure it's like a floral potpourri or something but I'm like American exactly. bathrooms <laughs> the, bath- the bathrooms that are like dedicated to the artists um, backstage in like the stadium or arena where they're like hanging out and it's like exactly. cleaned up really nice because I've been in plenty of American bathrooms and I can tell you I don't want a candle that smells like that <laughs> so uh, I just want to know I I wanted the jack in the box jack in the box also because I was like this would be cute just to like have on a shelf and be like look it's representative of j-hope and like his first album release then i was like girl you're not gonna use that one two if i do use it i'm only gonna scare the crap out of myself every single time that i use it so like (laughs) i just have something to say to whoever created jack in the boxes for children why would you make that toy (laughs) like your parents don't traumatize you enough here's a toy that can finish the job for you I don't understand why you would create such a thing. Um, but it was cute that he added the interlude reflection music to it. But yeah, I mean, he scared himself on the V Live. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. I would do the same thing. Even though, like, a little teaser with the Jack in the Box, I was like, ooh. <laughs> it wasn't even a physical thing I was holding. I was watching the teaser and I was like, mm, mm. waiting for the <laughs> jump scare. <Yeah. laughs> like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah uh merch the merch is cute it really was cute but i i well first of all i didn't have a chance for some of it only some of it was on sale when i went to look this morning i had no idea when it went on sale so i was surprised that even some was available in a u.s shop but i did not purchase any this time around i mean i bought i think two copies of the album I bought two little 
sleeves. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, this isn't about that. Um, yeah, and I'm going to Lollapalooza, so, like, obviously very willing to spend money on Bongton and I definitely was going ham on merch for a while, but I'm kind of at the phase where I'm like merched out, you know? Yeah. I'm trying not to do too much. Cause I know that he's like had a lot of involvement in this, even with the yeah, album packaging him, himself. Like he's like, he greenlighted all of this stuff. So I'm like, this is what he wants to give us. It's what he wants to give us. I'm going to be happy about it. Um, I'm going to enjoy my little Weverse album. But it was a shock to me. You see the little paper boxes <laughs> today. I was like, all right. <sighs> but yeah, whatever. If I'm just getting a photo card, does it matter? No. <laughs> it shouldn't he, matter. He did say he couldn't open it because there was something else cool in there. If it was mm. up to him, he'd open it, but it's better if we have a surprise. So True. counting on the surprise to be really cool. Yeah, so looking forward to receiving that sometime in August, maybe. <laughs> I won't see anything till 2023. I'm not going to get back on my reverse shop horse. <laughs> maybe. Should we talk about the J vlog because it was um mostly centered around arson? Or Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Why don't you start us off? Resident well, Hobie bias. Confirmed that this weekend's vlog was going to be about J Hope. I think it was pretty obvious this time around. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he was taking us behind the scenes of Arson. We got to see him go um into town and actually get the the uh tracksuit the burn tracksuit i was like is he supporting a local business or this is just kind of like a like a famous designer they're just located in this town like i was trying to figure out what this was right um i should say not just a local business but like a small designer but I mean, anyway. I think everything was hand painted. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that was cool. I kind of thought it was a smaller scale operation, but I don't actually know. Yeah, um, that was cool, and to see that it kind of says arson on the in the design. I don't know how the heck they did that. I don't know how the heck they made it look scorched, <sighs> but <clears throat> pretty cool to see that. Um, I think we saw a little bit of his behind the scenes getting ready for the music video mm-hmm. um which they also released an episode did we talk about that just now the episode for arson like the behind the scenes where we got to see more of it i don't know what i we think talked we about in the last um i was short thinking about the candle um we talked about more but i don't know if we did we talk about the behind the scenes we talked about the music <laughs> I video i don't know if we talked about the behind the scenes of the music video <laughs> exactly this is a mess um yeah continue they kind of go hand in hand anyway but we got to see like him doing the makeup application and giving his thoughts about how he wanted to look for the music video when they put them sideburns on him i was like girl (laughs) what What is this (laughs) no um but that was cute seeing that process uh to get to the final look as well as them like putting the makeup on was that supposed to be like 
was that supposed to be like burned skin or was mm-hmm. it like burned like items like kind of like singed into his face i think it was burned skin mm. but then they like changed it you know what i mean mm. it was like enhanced with cgi and stuff i see um yeah and then we got to see him pack for is that permission to dance and while he was in quarantine Not yeah that was vegas well, it was the grammys and yeah, technically PTV vegas yeah technically the grammys first um so that was cute to be in his closet <laughs> yeah i want to like i want to really like dig through his closet to see his like fashion sense <laughs> like has to get like the full picture of like Hobie's fashion. I was questioning everything because he was like, people say to me like, Jay Hope, you keep your clothes for a really long time, and then he's like, these are the pants from Ego, and I'm like, that was 2018. Like, <laughs> I definitely need to clean out my closet because I have some stuff from like allegedly high school, allegedly, <laughs> like, yeah, that's probably a long time in celebrity years. That's true. That's a good point. Some celebrities literally won't wear the same outfit again. Um, but we've seen in BTS in the same outfit like several times, especially Namjoon. That little yeah blue set he wears yep. <laughs> often. Immediately transported. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's cute. Go ahead. Oh, whoa! Hold on. Whoa! Was I getting ready to say that was a slip? That was a slip. <laughs> I cut myself. Cut that out. Anyway. <laughs> that was wrong with me. I can't believe I just said that. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> back to J-O. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I was wondering if he feels kind of like, is it awkward when you're filming the stuff by yourself and you don't have your teammates with you? Um, so he went pretty far to film that. I think he said he was, like, four hours away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Me being me, I was like, he means four hours round trip. Korea's not that, like, big. And then it was, he was, like, four hours and then he's at the hotel. So I was like, oh, he meant four hours one way. <laughs> exactly. It was pretty cool seeing him come up with the, I don't want to say come up with the concept, but come up with how he wanted to act or portray himself in the music video kind of along the way. Um, like, no, I should do it like this. Like, he was so intently. <laughs> the way he was, like, face into the screen. Like, if he was could have been glued to it, he would have. The caption literally commented on that. They were like, he's so focused. He's like almost in the screen. Exactly. Um, I'm like, what do you do if you you mess up a take with pyrotechnics? Well, I was kind of confused about that part because he was like, it's all one takes. But then he proceeded to practice it a bunch of times. But I assume they're just doing like run throughs and then you only have one take to get it right when things are actually like burning. But then he did it a second time and was like, just take whatever's better. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not in the industry, but yeah, I can't imagine how stressful it would be to be like, we have like two tanks of fuel. So (laughs) do not mess this up. 
It's interesting that you commented, is it awkward or like, does he feel awkward recording without the other members? Because 100%, I was like, in his vlog, I was getting some kind of vibe of like, him, dread is a strong word, but feeling like anxious or nervous about the day to come, you know, the night before the test, and then he went on to talk about it. Um, so I think he was definitely nervous, not that he hasn't filmed videos before, but just feeling nervous or weird without the members. And then the really long comeback V live, <laughs> I was like, I mean, he addressed this directly. He was like, I'm really nervous. It's weird because normally we're like bouncing around ideas and like responding to each other. And like, it's just me talking. But when he was in the first half of it in that little box, and he's just like looking at every camera and it's lagging and he's like pacing around. And I'm like, I'm feeling your anxiety and I'm feeling anxious, like watching you. Like, I can't explain it. Like, he was still very professional. Like, you could just feel. And then some army was literally like, is this pre-recorded or scripted? And he was like, no, it's live. And he's like showing it. But I was also getting like TV announcer vibes. Like he was a little like nervous or maybe stiff. Which, again, I don't blame him, but I was like, is he okay? Like, blink twice. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't necessarily pick up on that, but he has, or I should say, I feel like now I'm doing as alluded before, the members are, like, nervous to do VLives by themselves sometimes, or they were in the beginning. So, I can understand why he may have felt <clears throat> nervous in doing this by himself like you said because he doesn't have all the members there i mean he um, said it himself so i don't feel like super edgy saying that but i was definitely like picking yeah. up what he was putting down and like he uh there was something else i was gonna say about solo v lives oh yeah we just had that episode on myers briggs with kelly and like in that episode we were talking about how like j-hope is more of a listener or he like creates space or like he tends to be quiet sometimes during like the group V lives. So I imagine for him, it was like even more pressure if he's normally like a bit more in a listening role than a speaking role. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he has plenty to chat about, <laughs> like obviously, because he's yeah. for an hour. <laughs> yeah. and, and it it is nice hearing from him because of exactly what you just said, that sometimes he's like pretty quiet or, you know, we get the general Hobie that everyone knows, so it is nice to actually pick his brain for an hour and 30 minutes um, and see his perspective on things. I agree. Uh, so what do we want to talk about next? I guess we could just talk about that V-Live. We're already kind of talking about it. Um just on his vlog he folded his shirt so freaking neatly like I worked retail for like I won't say many years some years and like I still cannot fold shirts that neatly and I was like Hobie neat knit king you know <laughs> um when he was preparing um let me look at the arson MV shooting sketch yeah I don't know how he was not flinching during those explosions and stuff I mean, they do count down, but knowing something's happening, I feel like can actually make you more jumpy, you know, because you're anticipating it. Um, 
I have some other questions about that, but in the sake of time, I'll keep it moving. Do you want to talk album or do you want to talk V Live comeback? Maybe we can kind of tie them together since he was talking about the album. Okay. In there. Or, I mean, do you want to start? Maybe we could start with like him talking about the artwork because we kind of already talked about the styling. Yeah. Yeah, I was just in on this ties in kind of with the styling and the artwork. I don't know if it's how this V Live was structured or if he chose it, but it's almost like the visual cannot be extracted from the music. Like, rather than starting with the music, he started with the art and the visual aspect. And I've always like, if Namjoon's like wood and neutrals and minimalism, I've always thought that Hobie had more of like a pop art vibe, like super colorful, super bold lines. And then he basically says he loves pop art and kitsch and like all this stuff, you know, um, and was talking about his album artwork and the progression and seeing it all together. I was like, there's such a clear theme here. I totally did not even know. Maybe I don't know if it was just on SoundCloud. I don't know if I wasn't looking like I don't put that same visual focus like on music that he does. Like he is an artist, right? I'm like a listener, but I did not even notice that Pandora's box was on the cover of Blue Side. Like, did you notice that? Did you know? Did you look at it? I didn't notice it until Army pointed it out once he started talking about this album. Mm. Someone then went back and was like, oh, the Blue Side album, like he was dropping clues then. So then he confirmed it on the V Live and like, okay. Yeah, I didn't notice it at first either. I also thought it was funny. He's like, I'm not one to brag about music but I will brag about cause doing my album art (laughs) and I was like again like such a strong emphasis on the visual aspect yeah um I did think it was cool that he got to work with someone that he admires so much Mm -hmm. I did see you know some army theorizing that the number of hands was equal to the other members of Bangtan on the album I was kind of questioning that. I feel like there's more hands there. We just can't, like, (laughs) we can't count. We can't see them. I feel like there's one giant hand that's not, (laughs) like, there's six hands, right, I think. Mm. I feel like there's one giant hand underneath, so I'm like, is this really supposed to represent BTS? I don't know. He talked about the giant hand lifting him out of the box, and then the other hands are, like, choices in the road, and I was, again, like, crossroads. I only saw four hands, but there's definitely one, two, three, four, five, six, including the green one. And is the red also a hand? I think the red is also a hand. I was like, that's not, that doesn't, the numbers don't match up. (laughs) Like, I get what ARMY's going for, but I'm like, the numbers, they're not there. (laughs) Unless Hobie is the seventh. He's holding himself up? Is the others around him? Is he holding himself up? Maybe. Did I birth a theory? You, you might have cracked it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Don't listen to me. <laughs> um, or how you said this is the first album that he's released that I guess has a picture of him on it. Mm. I thought that was interesting. Or that the, the hands marked like an X. And listening to Safety Zone, it makes sense. Um, 
I feel like Safety Zone is a direct tie back to the album art. I don't know if he did that on purpose. If he like told Cause about that, like I don't I don't know how that works, right? Like when you ask someone to do the album art for you, do they just kind of come up with something on their own? Do you give them like a general gist of something? Was he specifically like I want it to look like this, include these elements here? It sounded like he did give him an idea of what he wanted. <laughs> But I don't know how explicit he was in that feedback. I thought the X's were just like cause things. Because normally when he does eyes in the sculptures, they're always X's. There was X's on the box. But maybe in this case, there is like more symbolism there than I realized. You're 100% right. But in the lyrics for safety zone, he makes reference of like, where should, or like, where's my safety zone? Or like, where should I go? Is it here, there, or X? So I was like, is it kind of like a direct call back to his cause? album art so I don't for know. our international listeners if you're at an all-ages show x is also someone under 21 who can't drink so i'm like <laughs> these x's on hands like hmm. youth what but i think that's a stretch yeah that's interesting uh what else about the V Live? I mean, he kind of goes into like an album chat. So, like, should we go into our own album chat? For sure. I do want to know what was up with the props. Like, we could have just done without them. <laughs> he kept like injuring himself on the Pandora's box hand. And, like, every time he leaned over on the couch, then he could barely reach the items. I was sweating for that chest set every single time. And then it was like glued on. So, I was like, oh, this is fine. But like, I was like, who glued those pieces onto the? I mean, it makes again, sense why. In turn, they're like, your task for today is to glue all these chess pieces onto this chess. I swear to God, I want to interview people at Hive so bad, bro. Oh my God, I just want to ask some questions. Anyway, yeah, this isn't about that. But I was staring at that chessboard so hard. Oh my God. Um. I get the point, like, he's pulling stuff out of the box, like, the whole box theme. So I get it, but yeah, he was like, why'd you make this box so deep? <laughs> like, well, because you got all this stuff in here. <laughs> it can't be small. <laughs> the intern's weeping in the background, like, they didn't tell me what size box to use, but I had to make everything fit, and now he doesn't like it. <laughs> Am I getting fired tomorrow? Oh my god. Uh, he even said, like, I cleared all of this, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Well, and I feel like someone was standing there prompting him because there were a few times when he was like, next song. And then he's like, hold on, let me grab this prop. Like, <laughs> so whatever, this isn't about that either. But <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, let's talk about the album All in right. order. <laughs> in order, because you got to listen to this album in order. It's so You definitely boring. do. Yeah. Um. So we're starting off with the intro, which gives us a narrative of the Pandora's box story, but starting at the end though. <laughs> I kinda oh, wish I, I kinda know. kinda wish they had like the full story. Not that I don't know it, but maybe there's some people that don't. I was but, gonna say there could be people out there that don't know it. Yeah. Um, but you get the the full narrative of where the hope comes from. It does feel a bit like retroactively applying meaning to me because he said in his V Live he wanted something with the J for his last name and Ho for like Hosok, right? And they were like brainstorming. They were like, oh, J Hope, that's great. And then like the meaning 
and persona came later which is fine you know i'll be honest i always thought that his name was inspired by j cole because he liked j cole so much like you Mm -hmm. have j cole and then he named his album cole world and then j-hope and he named his album hope world like i just thought there was like some links there maybe there maybe there is maybe there isn't but he's like really on this hope narrative so i'm like all right i got you i'm gonna stick with that (laughs) (laughs) taking notes tell me what you want yeah exactly so and he said it before in some documentary don't ask me which one but one of those three (laughs) one of the movies one of the docuseries he said before like the hope thing where his name came from so um he's been on it for a minute now so we open up with that intro um and then it goes into pandora's box which is essentially his origin song as well um talking about how he says till the end he's framed to become bong tan's hope I had to know he's acknowledging that he's our light, someone's life, which has to be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> like, I feel like we've talked about this before, but BTS having to carry this kind of like load of like knowing that they are so important to people, right? Like, it has to be like, I don't want to call it a burden, but somewhat of just knowing that like, so many people's like literal lives are like riding on you and like your activities like he even said like my activities are like someone's life i feel like that has to be a lot that's honestly i was like we're going in order and i'm like hmm, f that order um <laughs> but that's what i thought safety zone was about like he's been a safe harbor for so many people or like a positive source for so many people but like where can he find that same safety that same energy you know yeah so anyway 100 percent. yeah i mean they all tie together yeah 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 i didn't know how to read the frog in a well metaphor i was using the genius english translations and they have like a annotation about it um and the old proverb the frog in the well knows nothing of the sea I was thinking of like the frog in the well is like you're trying to escape like almost this like gargantuan task right like you're a tiny frog stuck in this well like you'll keep hopping and hopping and hopping and trying but like can you get out maybe or like you think you think you know everything but if he you do somehow escape, you do somehow come out of this box. Yeah. And you realize there's an entirely different world ahead of you, right? You thought you knew everything in this like one small space, but there's so much more to life. Because I'll never let my dang enthusiasm rest. Wasn't there also a dang lyric about being a frog in a well? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, thing. even yeah. I don't know if that was around the same time he said that same lyric, but he asked like a question, is this the only big picture? Like he's having questions about his past and the path with the path that he's currently on. Like, is there more to it? Is there, is there more out there? Oh. So yeah, I had the questions. Is it burdensome to <laughs> having to be hope all the time, which I feel like we can talk more about later or now, but 
I feel like there's no question. It definitely is. And this album's kind of grappling with that. Maybe not burden in a negative sense, but definitely a pressure or a responsibility. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like this song is going to be amazing to sing along to at Lollapalooza if it's on the set list. I'm so curious what the set list is going to be because I think if there's any songs on this album, uh, if they skip any of them, I'll be like, I wanted to hear that one. <laughs> because actually, I didn't say this earlier, but I'll say it now. Like, between Moore and between Arson, I liked both of them from the get, as I said, but I was confused about how they were going to tie together Um, because it seemed like kind of different vibes to me. And so this album, though, like, I think I was talking about this with like mono, the playlist, it just like flows as a whole, like this album as well flows as a whole. So anyway, yeah, seeing what he'll choose to perform at Lala will be interesting. Yeah. And what order will he perform in it? Mm hmm. Considering. Uh, anything else on Pandora's box? Not on this one. Okay. Um, so we're at more. Do you want to start? Sure, yeah, I'm just switching tabs here. Always struggling. It's like coming off mute in the Zoom era. Um, I'm interested in this track. Um, it gives me kind of, (laughs) Hobie's not an underdog at this point, but it gives me underdog vibes. I remember us talking about some of the early ciphers. Um, was it cipher part two where they changed the beat for Hobie? Mm -hmm. And to this day, we're like, why? But (laughs) it's interesting because he, the lyrics endlessly, my highlighting... Let me back it up. Self-learning for 11 years. My highlighting's my art of learning. Endless studying. I crash and fall to make my art. Still make it move from where I stand. Make it mine. Make it right. Um, I don't know. This highlights like a striving or like a perfectionist aspect to me. And we've talked about a million times. And he talked about it in the V Live. How his background is street dancing. And so he had to come in and like learn a whole new self, learn all these new skills, and he did it. And just, like, I feel the grinding in that part of the lyrics. Yeah. I was definitely thinking throughout this whole entire album, like, I will sing Hobie's praises from dusk till dawn. This man (laughs) came in being, like, a dancer. I feel like we've discussed this before, but he comes in being a dancer, and, like, he doesn't have the same rap background that, you know, Namjoon or Yoongi has, but he was still so passionate about trying to, like, hone his craft and rap that, I mean, he's on par with them, like, he's on par with other rappers in the hip-hop industry in Korea, or, shoot, worldwide, like, this guy's passion is like clear throughout this entire album like his worth ethic is insane right (laughs) like you would never tell that he you would never be able to tell that he came in like not rapping from the get like the other two it's just amazing to see how if he puts his mind to something like 
he's going to excel. Like, <laughs> like what can't he do right now? Exactly. Exactly. I think the Rolling Stone article, I read Rolling Stone and Consequence of Sound, so it's one of the two, but I think it was Rolling Stone. They were like, he's such an all-arounder, and like, he is. Exactly. Because he's pushed himself to be that way. Exactly. Because we got so much from him in this album, not just like sounds, the design, him rapping, freaking singing, like pretty sure he produced, wrote, like composed a lot of this stuff, like 100% all rounder, like you just said, this guy's, this guy's insane. (laughs) Like he's just insanely good. The other thing that stood out to me, get feedback, but still get back. Take everything like Kit Kat. Tastes so sweet. Appreciate. Mutual relationships. So good for me. Of course, me. I'm like, what mutual relationships? What are, what are you talking about? Like, is he referencing like the feedback he gets from his members? Is he referencing his work with P-Dog and the other producers? I'm just like... Or is it in general, like, in the Consequence of Sound thing, I already mentioned that he wants feedback from, like, a wider pool than just ARMY. Like, Mm -hmm. it would be so easy to be defensive or surround yourself with, like, yes men when you're at the top of your game. But, like, he actively, I don't know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, like, he's not scared of what people have to say to him, and he feels like he can grow from it. So that's just impressive as well. I wonder if it's kind of like, you know, your mom telling you like yeah you can sing you're like really good (laughs) but like you want to hear other people like give you valid criticism and like feedback on something that you are really passionate about right or insert any kind of hobby here like yeah you're really good at drawing like of course your mom's gonna say that right (laughs) like of of course army's gonna tell you like yes we love the album but i want to hear it from my peers that i'm trying to like you know go up against or be in I don't want to say competition with, but you know, like I'm trying to prove that I'm like a rapper and I can stand with the best of them. Mm-hmm. I don't like nec- Yes. I enjoy hearing it from army, but I also want to hear it from other people as well. Good or bad. Right. So he can improve on that or do whatever he wants to do with that feedback. Yeah. And his like, kind of greed is clear here I feel like he says it a number of times Mm -hmm. (laughs) about his like his passion or him still feeling like he's not enough which like I hate hearing him say that but I'm also like I say the same thing so who am I (laughs) I can't say anything (laughs) it makes me sad to hear that but those are also like reminders that they're human as well like for me I'm like what the f am I doing on the regular basis just like in life but the fact that someone I admire or like a group I admire feels the same way as like this is part of the human condition to be like what is going on (laughs) or someone who you've on the outside looks like they have everything exactly together and they're also like what the fuck am I doing that's the entire purpose of what if like we'll get there but I'm like what if is that song yeah exactly I did have a comment he makes some comment about how like he wanted he say he wanted like the fans the fame something about the grammy something like that and i thought mm-hmm. that was interesting considering and yet to come they were all like we ain't about it 
<laughs> and he's he's kind of like eh, a little bit here I'm about it a little yeah but i will say this was the track that was written in april 2020 yeah so they were still what two grammy performances out but i was thinking about that grammy line too which yeah. if you want to hear my grammy rants just go to those episodes <laughs> they're very messy but people seem to enjoy the mess so enjoy exactly my last comment was that I need a yeah, I'm thirsty shirt like yesterday. <laughs> I know that Arnie are going to be like, yeah, I'm thirsty. Yeah, well, Felusa, like, uh, yeah. And I was like, does he know the connotation that thirsty has in English? And I'm like, why wouldn't he know? English King Hobie. I have to assume that he does. I know the song is not about that, but like. Maybe, maybe not. Wasn't he on Weverse the other day, like asking what slay meant? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, what's some cool slang? And then he's like, slay? What's slay? (laughs) Exactly. I was like, no one, do not trust anyone that tells you slang on Weverse. Like, (laughs) this is how, like, people end up with misspelled tattoos or, like, you know, all those TikToks that are like, how to ask for more water in Cantonese. And then it's something, like, super explicit. Like, don't, don't do this. Someone will mess with you. (laughs) Any more thoughts on more? I think I kind of talked about them. It's a song I was not expecting from him. Yeah. Like, let me go sharpie my my fingernails right now. (laughs) Throwing it all the way back. (laughs) I mean, I thought I was cool AF back in the day, so. I had someone recently ask me what a steam kid was, and they were just like a little bit younger than me. I was like, no. "Did we did we lose an entire generation?" No. <laughs> I was like, oh. "No." Tell me the steam kid scene is still alive. It has to be in some form or fashion. Maybe it's not called that now, but like, come on, <laughs> the stripy hair, please. Oh no, I oh my okay, my original. I, okay, so in college, I was really into these two groups oh, slash singer-songwriters, The Ready Set and Christopher Drew. And if you look both of them up, that is seen kid hair. Just go for it. 100%. <laughs> this isn't a podcast about them, though. Exactly. Um, stop. <laughs> I was like, stop what? <laughs> Yeah, um, stop. AKA, there are no bad people in the world. Interesting. Interesting song. Why don't you kick it off? Um, let me just start off. I'm obsessed with, like, the beat for this song. First of all, this whole, this whole album is just, like, a head nod album. Like, every song you're just, like, (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. It just all, every single song gives that vibe. It's, um this album is just like laced with like 90s hip-hop and r&b so i'm obsessed with it plus you made reference to that cypher part two and it's making more sense to me now why he chose that beat because he really does like this music as opposed to i guess he could have rapped on you know the other beat that namjoon and yungi rapped on which i wish he did but whatever i see i see now like his vision for like mm-hmm. why he's choosing these mm-hmm. things right because this is like a music that influenced him he talked about how this music is the music he listened to like growing up when he was young and like while he was like doing dance so like it makes a lot of sense 
So like this song is like giving me like Tribe Called Quest, like Eric B and Rock Kim, like it's giving Nas. I'm like I'm obsessed with this track. I love. It. <laughs> um, I called it his call to action, and I was like, it's very INFJ of him because <laughs> INFJs. <laughs> look at us, look at all we've Shout out to Kelly. <laughs> all back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> very INFJ of him with INFJs supposed to be like the advocate so i'm like i understand where he's coming from with him but i'm with this song but i'm also like bless your heart like <laughs> i don't know like if i see what he's getting at and i can kind of go there with him on like theorizing um there's no bad people in the world but i'm like maybe i'm too bitter for this one <laughs> Okay, so it's funny you say that, though, because as you're saying this, I'm like, what? No, no, there's definitely bad people. I guess I was reading it like, maybe I was misreading the lyrics because I'm also cynical and jaded. Because he does say a single belief dominates me. There are no bad people in the world. I think no one ever sees themselves welcome to julie's philosophy podcast no one ever sees themselves as the villain right like no one everyone thinks they're the hero of their story like main character energy so i thought he was (laughs) getting at that you know like no one ever can see their own actions clearly but yeah i was kind of wondering if he was saying this in like a very serious sense or is he kind of being i don't want to say sarcastic but it's kind of like a critique in that there are bad people in the world. I don't know. I can see it both ways. Of like, I read it as a critique, but again, that could be me projecting. I can, I can see it as some kind of questioning. Like, everybody's like kind of like a blank slate. And that there's like factors that make a person bad. Not that like fundamentally people are bad. Like he was talking about like human nature almost seemed like he was insinuating that like it's not human nature for people to do these things but i'm like i don't know if i agree (laughs) this is like the ultimate like nature versus nurture question this goes back to like seriously like ancient philosophy right like i don't know where the seeds of evil and stuff like that but the lyrics are like i'm just relying on you just one human nature that one please be right and then and The following verse, he says, um, I mean, all of verse three is interesting. These days, the world is smarter, but filled with things that aren't smart. Remote conversations filled with anger. Sacrifice is a matter of time. Insecure areas. So too many viruses unconsciously polluting. I can't even evade this. I don't know. We came into the, and then skipping a few, we came into the world to the law of cause and effect. Even so, be careful. Everything depends on our minds. I don't know. Because then it does end because small beginnings can make huge steps. The world is changing because there are no bad people. Which I was like, okay, is he really being like (laughs) kind of sarcastic here? Because he's like, the world is changing because there are no bad people. But I'm like, the world is going to absolute trash (laughs) i want to say another word but it is going to poop like (laughs) uh, the world is not changing for the better so i'm like what are you what's what's he trying to say here i get what he's trying to say but i'm also like "Mm, i don't know if i necessarily agree with this one if he's saying truly there's no bad people in the world or 
is he offering some kind of critique about bad people in the world? Maybe there's a bit of both here in that he wants to feel this way or at some point he did feel this mm-hmm. way, but after going through life and understanding life, that that perspective has changed. Yeah. This is this is true art, right? Like, open to many interpretations. Yeah. Hoping we get more answers in the whatever his promotional events are. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Next up, equal sign. Yeah. I'm happy to see this song from Hobie solely for its content matter. I, I would be happy to see it from any member of Bongton, but like, I'm I'm glad to know that he feels this way. Um, but then in his V Live, he was like, "This is a very like." light and uplifting track and i hope you don't take it too seriously and i was like that's kind of a serious topic though like it's amazing and i'm happy he made this song and i'm happy to see it on an official release i just want like you were saying earlier i want more i want more of it yeah (laughs) if that's edgy we can cut that i just i like the song i like that it's lighthearted. i feel like it's a favorite of the timeline at least on twitter seemed like Mm. everyone was talking about this song i do really like this song i mean i say that about every single one of these tracks Mm -hmm. because i genuinely do like every single song on here definitely no skips on on my part Mm um i'm loving the like new jack swing beat i'm obsessed with it but again i was kind of like bless his heart like (laughs) fundamentally he is right right like equality is you and me like we are all equal like we all have the same blood like we shouldn't be divided by these certain things but like the reality is like we are and it freaking sucks and there's so many like stupid reasons for why all these divisions exist but like yes i appreciate you trying to like you know give us an anthem kind of we are the world type anthem of like you know (laughs) things should be better they shouldn't be this way like we're all equal yeah I I I love that. It's just it's hard to it's hard to like I don't want to say accept that, but when reality is like looking you in the face, telling you otherwise, every single time you walk out of the house, every single time you open up your your laptop, go on your phone, like it's just so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, unless these are, like, aspirational, motivational songs for him. I mean, I agree. I think you phrased it better than I could. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm going through it with just everything going on in the U.S. It's just, exactly. Like, it's just it's so much. And it's, like, my entire existence <laughs> is, like, divisive. And, like, a problem for people. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm too freaking bitter for this. I don't know what the, what, I don't know. I'm, like, too jaded. I'm too jaded. Like, I don't know. I, I fully, like, support this message. And I love that he's, he's written a song about this. But I'm just, like, the reality is kicking my butt. Like, <laughs> it is beating me up. 
I wish things were this simple. I have definitely yeah. had my moments of saying, like, you know, some of similar things in this song about, like, these divisions are dumb. Like, we're we're all equal. But, like, <laughs> like I said, reality. Knocking on my front door, like, <laughs> banking on my front door, really. <laughs> yeah. I said this is the light version of Strange. Mm, that's interesting strange is just like absolutely mind-boggling like strange would keep me up at night if i actually like could understand korean (laughs) (laughs) but this is the like you know it's a little bop you could dance to this one and he even said it's supposed to be that way and i'm just over here like it's 3 (laughs) a.m i'm staring at my ceiling (laughs) i can't sleep like exactly um i'm also like why is this song so short that's how i felt about most of the album but i'm Mm -hmm. like sheesh why is this song so short (laughs) Uh, um we have the next song which is the interlude music box reflection him breathing on the track you mean (laughs) exactly I have some unhinged thoughts about this. <laughs> but anyway, what so yeah, thoughts we, do you have? We have a theme shift. Now he's reflecting upon himself. Um, I asked the question, if he has to be hope, who is his hope? Which I feel like we'll get into later. But uh. that was my thoughts when thinking about why he's entering this period of reflection, right? Uh-huh. I said a similar thing about uh, Safety Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we get into what if... So now we're getting edgy. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, though. I did not put two and two together of, like, the really hopeful, tra- hopeful tracks up front. And then he pauses and has this reflection, and now he's getting into his like edgier era. 100%. So yeah. maybe it is this like these are all the things I thought were like easy and light and fun, and now I'm like, hold on a second, I need to think about this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, You're so smart. So smart. So what if opens and it opens with that ODB sample, shimmy shimmy um like. <laughs> round of freaking applause like uh, again with like the 90s hip-hop like how do you clear a wu-tang sample ah he said that and i was like that can't be right like <laughs> uh, how do you do that uh, i always wonder how sampling works um you know like how much of your royalties do you have to give to certain person certain people when you use their sample how does it work in the case of like with ODB with him no longer being with us, his estate clearing that? Like, how does that work? I'm just really interested in that. Um, but first of all, I said God bless you to Dim Joints because he's done it again. Like <laughs> he gave us Run BTS. He's given us some other songs too for other K-pop groups that some people have not. Uh, some army have not taken a liking to, but whatever, we're here, and he's given us this track, and I'm very thankful for it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that sample. Like, oh, this beat is so hard. Like, oh, him him getting the clear for this. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like if you're like an underground artist, you just rip it off LimeWire and like <laughs> call it a day if it's like an actual mixtape where you're like building a name for yourself. But nothing that any member of BTS does as a group or individually is ever going to be under the under the uh, not under the table like it's it's always going to get attention so you know they're doing everything above board yeah yeah i just think it means a lot to see that he got the clear for the song right i think someone yeah. even said like wu-tang doesn't really clear samples too much i don't know how true that is but if so like that is a testament to his status or his artistry being like recognized worldwide right like to get that okay from like looting i just feel like that's crazy that's time to fan ourselves yeah that's crazy and there was just like weird conversation going on on i don't know if this was just on tiktok or on twitter as well where like k-hip-hop fans were trying to say that like bts or hobie was like trying to get like street cred <laughs> from like other like k-hip-hop artists and i'm like what streets like what are you guys talking about <laughs> like we've already had this conversation but like <laughs> what streets like <laughs> there's no trenches like stop it <laughs> yeah you hit up wu-tang clan and they said yes exactly. what cred do you need what <laughs> he doesn't need no cred from none of you i won't i won't finish that sentence but he does yeah. not need any cred from any of you people like He's good. He's got it. Like, I promise you. Uh, I can't believe people are trying to come for him or any of them. Yeah. Wow. But now he's really getting into, like, the nitty gritty. He says, I asked myself dozens of times, am I really like that? Like, now he's questioning this hope stuff. <laughs> not that he's not hope, right? But, like, Am I really like that? Like, can you keep this up? I think he's directly addressing that, like, mm, your life is perfect type of thing. Like, uh, in verse two, like, how you doing, bro? Seems like you're living your best life these days, dressed up so nicely. I wonder what hardships and ordeals mean to you since you only walk up intact stairs. Maybe you have no idea about such things. You have everything now. Money, glory, fortune, even followed by people you like. Can you still tell people to love yourself and have hope? If it means all these things will be taken from you and you'll be at the bottom. Yeah. I'm like, is he having an inner dialogue with himself? Because, first of all, the way the second verse comes in, and he's like, the way his voice changes, I'm like... <laughs> The way he delivers this verse, I'm like, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> when... Uh, the uh, talk behind the ear. I don't exactly. even know what show that was right now. Debbie Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, But yeah, I'm like, is this, is this like kind of like an inner... inner? Is this an inner dialogue? I, I feel like this entire song is like your intrusive thoughts. A hundred percent. I was going to say, this is the song when you're awake at 3 a.m. staring at your ceiling. Exactly. I always joke about that, but this is that mood. Before hearing it, like, I shouldn't say this, before 
before reading the lyrics, just hearing it without knowing what he was saying in Korean, just hearing the English lyrics, I was like, who let my intrusive thoughts get on the track? (laughs) (laughs) All these what ifs, what ifs I don't have this, what if I don't have that? I'm like, yo, (laughs) turn this off. (laughs) But it is interesting. Is this his inner dialogue or is this things that have been said to him? I read it like that. I was like, when his voice changes, is this something that like someone has said? Yeah. Or like things he's read about himself. But I'm sure if enough people have said them to him, he could have internalized them and it can also be his own dialogue. Yeah. But I do kind of feel like it shows that he is somewhat self-aware of his own status and his own privilege. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. This is one of those songs, like you said, like, who let my intrusive thoughts get on the track that's, like, really human. Because he's talking about, like, what if I have no dream? What if I have no passion? What if I have no vision? Like, these are repeated themes that we've seen on prior mixtapes, acknowledging that this is an album. (laughs) Prior mixtapes, we've seen, like, commentary like this. And BTS's main group discography, we've seen discussions like this. And, like, again, I fall into that trap of, like, their lives are perfect. They went for what they wanted and they got it. But even with this perfection, like, happiness is not a given. Anyway, here's my intrusive thoughts for the evening. I wrote down that, um, obviously, What If I Have No Dream was, like, a direct callback to No More Dream, as well as Paradise. That's a good point. So. I didn't make those direct callback connections, but yeah. Yeah. Shaky exhale. (laughs) Any other thoughts on what if? Do you want to move to safety zone? No, just that like, this is like, we're like really getting into the mind of J-Hope with this one. Again, I'm just like, I just want more. (laughs) I want more. Moving on to safety zone. I put it, well, I can't put what I said because <laughs> I curse, but I put in all caps that I love this song. This is like my favorite song on the album right now. Um, I commented that reading the lyrics to What If and then having this follow was insane. Like, you really have to hear this in order to get the full story. Like, it it's very pertinent that you listen to this album in order. <laughs> like, it's very meaningful. Um, I'm loving the R&B, like, hip-hop beat. Can we we kind of already talked about Safety Zone, and I'm kind of reflecting in who is, who is his, who is his hope, right? He's the hope for the world. He's the hope for Bronton. So who is his hope? Who can he fall back on and rely on? Um, who can he call his safe safe zone? Is it XYZ person, thing? Is it here? Is it there? Where is it? He's trying to find it. Yeah, I love this track. I want to know who did the backing vocals. Last name Lawrence. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. He's a U.S. artist. I think he's also written and done like background vocals for other K-pop artists as well. 
sensational um to quote tiktok um i thought it was jimin at first <laughs> like when the first when the first run came in i was like jimin <laughs> but then when then when the person started singing i'm like wait obviously not then i was like g soul <laughs> it sounded like g soul um but then i'm like no that can't be him either <laughs> like because there's no features on here so who is this but shout out to him for taking part in this song i don't know if he also helped write this song because we don't have the full credits yet but definitely loving that outro on this track it's so good yeah and I already like mostly shared my feelings on the track and I agree with everything you said about like who can you trust it's interesting we both focused on people as a safe zone but you did also say like place or thing or whatever but I hope he can find whoever or whatever this is for him interestingly putting on my tinfoil hat part 9000 um in sync we live in sync but we squeak like again i already talked about grinding but like you're grinding gear you're like a cog in this larger machine it made me think of namjoon saying like We are all on this boat together, but looking at different places on the boat. And I'm like, well, you're not looking at the same place on the boat? Or, like, where's this boat going? But, like, I think we've built up this narrative, whether through Hive or whether through our own army taking something and running with it. Like, that it's easy for seven different people to, like, be part of this group. And I don't know if Hobie would ever, or any of them would ever say anything explicitly. But my read on this is, like, yeah, we can do it, but it's not without effort. It's not this, like, flawless thing that you think it is. Yeah. And even just, like, his comment about, like, in the center of the city, like, I meet people, too. Something about the city imagery, and then he's talking about, like, where's his stump to sit on? Like, just this, like, hectic feeling this i don't know yeah i I just feel this song anyway sorry go ahead (laughs) no i was gonna say i thought it was interesting he made that shell silverstein reference with the giving tree Mm -hmm. and um i had to remind myself about what the giving tree was about so i had to look at me (laughs) because i went to where the sidewalk ends but remind me what the giving tree is um it's a story about a a little boy who is friends with this tree and he like loves this tree and as he grows older he continues to come back to this tree but this tree gives gives all of itself right it gives it gives its branches so that he can like have a home with his lover one day which is also something else important to the story because it's no longer just him coming back to the tree now he's bringing somebody else who he's more focused on rather than the tree itself um, I think the tree gives its apples to him so that he could have uh, money, like he can profit off of it. The tree gives so much of itself that at some point it just becomes a stump. Um, and when the boy, who's now an older person, uh, 
comes back to the tree the tree is like i don't have anything else left to give you um but the the old man is like i don't need anything else from you i only need this this stump to provide me like somewhere to rest and the tree is happy like even when it's giving all of this all of itself it is happy each time um so it was there was commentary about whether the story is positive or negative and mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting that hobie used it like clearly he's probably using it in a positive light of you know having something to fall back on someone to rely on someone who's always going to be there for you no matter what you go through in life but there's also this kind of negative aspect of this person or thing giving all of themselves to someone so much and like the person's not even really that receptive or thankful for what you're doing for them but you just literally like pour out everything so that you can what like feel satisfied like they were kind of alluding like is this some kind of like abusive type relationship to it so there's like some divisiveness about the meaning of the giving tree it could be negative in this context because he is talking about getting hit here and there like why do i not have it where can i find it like did he already use up his giving tree i stomp my feet meaninglessly it's like a sham porsche i don't know like maybe he was focusing on the wrong things yeah i don't know yeah i don't know which way he's using it here yeah that's fascinating i'm assuming it's in more of the positive light like he's just looking for somewhere to rest his weary head <laughs> like but i don't know it could be i wonder if this i could be super projecting but could this be like commentary on the bts army relationship because like they giving 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 give and are insatiable like army are basically insatiable and always wanting more content more access more whatever but then on the flip side, like, we also give and give and give and give and give and, like, does BTS want what we have to give, right? Like, in terms of, like, all this award shows and stuff. Like, yet to come would say no, but, you know, as we were saying earlier, maybe Hobie feels differently. Yeah. And, like, an earlier reference, I can't remember what song it was, but, like, do we consider them our safe zone, right? So, are we that safe zone for him it would be cool to think so yeah okay future this is my favorite track on the album um just like I guess based on vibe because I was looking at lyrics later but this is the track that I'm getting stuck on like listening to it was interesting because in his V Live, he was like, this is the most J-Hope track, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of funny because, like, when I was angry about that, that, I was like, this doesn't sound like a Yoongi track. And it's like, yeah, because it's a side track. Like, stop obsessing over this, right? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how these songs tie together. I don't know what it's going to be. But this track, I just, I really like. Um... The lyrics to me seem a little more straightforward. 
Um, however, I think this is where I was tripping out, where I was like, they're going to let us down easy. Um, specifically the parts where it's like, <laughs> you always fight with yourself. In the end, my heart is covered with bruises. And then later, jumps why would I bleed? Why would you move? It will eventually change. Nothing lasts forever. You know, we know, I know. Going up the river, it can't be salmon. Because salmon just keep endlessly trying to jump up a river, like, when they're migrating to meet or whatever, until they, like, they'll just jump up this waterfall endlessly and do this, like, Herculean task again until they either die or, like, make it. So this is where I was like, red flag, <laughs> red flag. <laughs> I'm feeling stressed, but the vibe of this song is not stressful. Um, another thing that was giving me a red flag in the lyrics was something that cannot be decided future. The closer you get, the scarier it gets. It's hard to endure alone. Man, you just go with the flow. Let's just go with the flow. Looks like I need it too, betting on courage, faith, and hope. So I'm like, hmm. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. But I'm vibing. That's the quintessential bonked on track. You're like crying in the club, right? Like <laughs> Exactly. It's definitely another one of those songs that's like the beat is not matching the lyrics right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took it as like the future is scary. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but I'm just going with the flow. Like we'll mm-hmm. see where it goes. But I I hear you on the other parts. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Yeah. What are your thoughts on this song? That was pretty much it. Mm. For the most part. Cool. Shall we move to the next one? Because I know we are cutting it tight as always. Oh, I did say one thing about him. He's going to have a choir on the song, so. (laughs) Just, like, one thing about Tay, he'll always do a cameo. One thing about Hobie, he'll always get a choir. Yeah. He he did say that was his choice to add a children's choir in the V-Live, so. Exactly. He's like, add a little bit of spice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now we're back to Arson. I think we talked about that enough and we're cutting it close. So should we jump into any like final thoughts? Well, it's just, it totally, it makes the, the album makes sense in ending it with this song and him pretty much asking, all right, I've gone through all of this. Like, I feel like he's gone through this journey of like, yeah, I'm hope. And he's like, "Mm, but, (laughs) and and then we get back to our and He's like, all right. I'm still back at it. Like, I'm passionate <laughs> about this. I want this, but do I want this? So you kind of leave on like this cliffhanger. But mm-hmm. if you listen to it, it ends on Arson when he's like, you're kind of like, where is he going to go from here? And then the album loops. And then you get back to the Hope intro and you're like, <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional, but just like, when it looped for me, I was like, oh, this feels like this is ending on a, a, a hopeful note rather than ending on like a, <laughs> like, where is this going? 
It's interesting because it does end like I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Right, I lit the flame. Now I ask myself, choose what? Do I put out the fire or burn even brighter? It's done. If anyone asks me, it's done, 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 done. And whatever. Um, I lit the flame. Now I ask myself, choose what? Do I put out the fire or burn even brighter? So it's like he took the action. He took the leap. He's standing on the edge of this. Again, the crossroads, the precipice. Like what's done is done. But what what is what done? What choice does he make? What choice did he make? Like he's his saying, his choice he, was passion. His he's choice saying was he like, did it. What did he do though? <laughs> setting himself on fire. But the choice is, how does he recover from living with so much fire? He's burning. Does he continue to burn, or does he say this is it? Well, that's what I'm asking. He's saying it's done. What's done? you're gonna have to ask kobe that i can't give you this level of inside detail what's done i'm choosing the positive route yeah it's hobie so let's say that hope prevails yeah that's my thoughts exactly reunion (laughs) i know they're like don't loop stuff but i'm like bro it makes so much sense when you go back to the intro after hearing the last song like it's a it's a cycle but even as the Pandora's myth recording indicates, like, hope only comes out after the miasma of all the bad shit and all yeah. the human flaws. Yeah. So maybe they have to go through whatever they went through, whatever they may be currently going through, and see the good on the other side. I don't know. Yeah. Hope prevails. I like that. I need to go listen to this whole album again and be like, what about this? <laughs> no more theories. <laughs> I will not be sleeping tonight. You'll be like, Julie, it's 4 a.m. She's staring at her ceiling. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about the articles, but in the article, he makes a comment about... The interviewer makes a comment about one verse, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." First of all, what do you know about one verse? And I'm like, boy, you better do that on my Lollapalooza, I swear. His reaction makes me think it may not occur, but I hope it does. Listen, stop playing with me. You better do one verse. What if that's thing. his opening and it just like the rumbles out? The earth splits yeah, open. exactly. I'm like, whatever, I'm already in hell. Just let the earth split out. I might pass out. I might not even make it through the rest of the show. Freaking. This is the Hobie rapture. Like, it's fun. Oh my god. I'm I'm really looking forward to now after this album. I'm really looking forward to it. Hope you guys enjoyed our Jack in the Box album chat. Yeah, hopefully we gave Hobie his due and I didn't get too edgy. Yes, congratulations to Hobie on an amazing release. I'm looking forward to whatever else he plans to release surrounding this album, as well as Lollapalooza in a few weeks. So So hyped. Yeah, again, I'm not responsible for my behaviors. 
in the days leading up to Lollapalooza. <laughs> exactly. And also my reactions at Lollapalooza. If you see me like screaming and crying. Yeah. Hopefully not throwing up. No, you didn't. <laughs> and like if he's coming this hard with his solo album, what are the other members going to be like? I'm like even more excited to see what they'll put out as well. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> We're done. We're done. We will see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.